Hi there. Thanks for downloading and listening to the 4 Million Years Later podcast. This podcast traditionally is two friends getting together and watching an episode of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon in story order, then convening to talk about what they saw, comparing their perspectives as people who fell in love with the show, never fell out of love with it, and you know, comparing our perspectives as children and adults. But we're doing something different this time. Before we dive into it, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Jersey Drozd. I'm a cartoonist and teaching artist. The other host is named Hoover. Hey, Hoover. All right. This We're is your back. idea. Yeah. You, you, you sent out the signal so that we could reconvene in the Hall of Doom. So mm-hmm. tell me, Luthor, what are we supposed to be doing today? Well, we're deviating from the norm, kids. You oh, know how no. we've talked about Transformers endlessly? For the past few years, well, yeah. we're not doing anything about Transformers today. Oh, we're finally doing a Rock Lords recording! No. <laughs> oh. We are jumping adjacent to the Transformers, mm. and we are doing a watch-along commentary with 1987's G.I. Joe the Movie. The animated mm. one. Mm. So, because it makes perfect sense, we're starting at the very last Sunbow iteration of G.I. <laughs> Joe. So, before you listen to this, you have to go back and watch the entire G.I. Joe series by Sunbow. Yeah, that's right. Stop listening now. Go watch all of them. You, you wonder, what's a G.I. Joe? <laughs> so, press pause and uh-huh. go watch 65 or so episodes. <laughs> It's even well, more than that, I think. Hey, it would be time well spent. It's a good cartoon. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it quite a bit. Yep. It is so. probably, well, you probably like He-Man more than G.I. Joe, but I was going to say it ranks up there with Transformers as one of our favorite cartoons ever. Actually, I mean, I'll say something controversial. Uh, Revenge of Cobra is probably my favorite hour and change of animation ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of anything. Better than He-Man, better than Transformers. Controversy. I know, I know. I mean, I I love them all, but like, there's something about that Revenge of Cobra miniseries that just sends me. And this movie is pretty good, too. This was one that we both were very excited about when it came out, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure a lot of kids our age were in the 80s. Yeah. And spoiler alert, we still love it to death. (laughs) Hoover can recite the entire movie. <laughs> at one point i definitely could about 15 years ago i could definitely like do the first three minutes just off the top of my dome like you know randomly out in the world hey can you recite the first three minutes of jazz the movie why yes i can and then i would start it i don't I bet know you with if some, i could with certain still do that you these still days could. but yeah. like if i said you know he was my choice to go into the world <laughs> to raise a mighty army See, there we go. <laughs> I, especially with the Galobulus lines. But mm-hmm. yeah, so how is this going to work? We're going to ask, if people want to watch along, we're going to give like a countdown to hit play, right? Yes. Sort of, sort of like a riff tracks where we're not making fun. It's riff mm-hmm. tracks, but we love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's, it's on YouTube. It's not available on the Hasbro Pulse channel. So I had to go to a channel called Awesome Random Vids. That's V I D Z. Which totally sounds like a 90s video store. (laughs) 
Hey, welcome to Awesome Random Vids. Well, its title is G space I space Joe the movie 1987 1080p Blu-ray. Holy smokes. So if you want to watch along, that will give you our exact visuals because that's what we'll be watching. Mm. You could also probably time it with your Blu-ray edition if you have the Blu-ray because we're starting at the very beginning once that Marvel logo starts to come on the screen. Mm. All right, so, is there anything else, to, anything else to say at the beginning before we dive in? I don't know. Other than this, we will be doing some other watch-alongs, so oh. keep your feed subscribed <laughs> so you can check in on us every so often because we do have some more planned. It's not going to be like a weekly or bi-weekly thing. It's going to be a whenever it happens kind of thing. So When we have the bandwidth for it, yes. Mm -hmm. Just keep checking in. And we're starting okay. with G.I. Joe the movie because we love it, and it's something that we can always have something to say about. Yeah, true. But if you only like Transformers, eh, you uh, might skip you... this, but there's a lot to love about it. So, okay, yeah, let me just throw this in, too. For the people who don't watch G.I. Joe or didn't watch G.I. Joe, because th this comes up, some, some. I just had this conversation with another Gen Xer recently where they said, like, I'm surprised to hear that you like G.I. Joe so much, Jersey, because you're you're so much about nonviolence and about, like, coalition building and friendship, right? <laughs> and, like, but it, it's all about army guys. And I was like, well, that's not what I came for. I came to G.I. Joe for the weird supernatural stuff, the weird science fiction stuff, and the really fun, mysterious villains, which I know we're going to talk about a lot in this one. So it's adjacent to Transformers, not just because Sunbow and Hasbro, but I think it shares a lot of storytelling DNA. There's a lot of that kind of fusion of multiple genres in G.I. Joe. Don't let the name fool you. It's not just handsome army dudes, right? although they are there. <laughs> Come on. Duke's really good looking. <laughs> There's also beautiful uh, army dudettes. That's Scarlet, true. Lady J, and the yeah. Baroness. Uh, and Sergeant Slaughter. Can't take my eyes off that guy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay, sounds like we're ready to go. So give me the countdown, Hoof, and we'll hit play. Okay, gang, if you're going to play it along with us, get that YouTube video ready. And we are hovering over it. I am hitting the play button in... Three, two, one, zero. And there's the Sunbow, Sunbow Marvel logo. Marvel logos. Oh, that always just meant happiness. Oh, by the way, if you've never seen this intro, you're in for a treat. It's the greatest thing to ever be animated. Well, we're, we're both Cobra kids. And I remember when this moment happened where it's like, this doesn't sound like the fights for freedom wherever there's trouble song. And then we get to this moment with the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> it sounded like it's kind of dire music. Why is it so dire? And then Little Jersey screams. <laughs> Listen to that voice. And I'm like, Cobra's got a song now! <laughs> <laughs> and this is 
absurd. Why are they attacking the Statue of Liberty? Well, it's poetic <laughs> language. As a child, I'm like, they're attacking freedom. They're attacking liberty. <laughs> they're even attacking the news. <laughs> but uh -oh. don't worry, everybody. The handsomest man in the world is here. <laughs> Look at him. And this always gives me goosebumps. It's so ridiculous. G.I. Joe was already here. They knew the attack was happening. Well, wherever there's trouble. Oh, and all these shots are so good. Yeah, what was, what was Kid Hoover going through watching this animation? Oh, man. Hard to say. <laughs> His eyes were firmly on the screen and not moving. Yeah. It's a good thing my house didn't catch fire during this because we <laughs> just kept watching. <laughs> Dragging you over their shoulder. No! Oh, man. But yeah, this just all the movement, seeing all the characters like this was like, this was all just adrenaline. And then that, when Snake Eyes kills that cobra. <laughs> as a kid, I was like, he just killed him. He killed him. The Alpine! Oh, man. Yeah, and then this pops up and then smashes the screen. And then sends that poor fire bat to crash into the hydrofoil. Core Commander punched in the face. <laughs> but just like, it's just everything is moving, right? Like, it's <laughs> this is not necessarily Transformers the movie level animation, but it's close. And as a kid, it's just like, oh my gosh, I have to move now. I have to go outside and just run and scream for a half hour. And like the fact that everybody gets a little cameo. Here's all your favorites. <laughs> Yep, see, there's Destro. There's the Baroness. Where's the twins? Oh, thank God. There they are. Okay. But this part is the part that gets me by the throat. And I know this is propagandistic. This is, you know, it's like America. Heck yeah. But, ugh! With two seconds <laughs> of spare, he puts the bomb on their ship and murders all the Cobras inside. But, <laughs> and here it goes. <laughs> I'm such a sucker for this. <laughs> And I'm, I'm super not that patriotic, but like this image of goodness, right? <laughs> we protected goodness. <laughs> and I'm like, where can it go from here? And now this is the part where as a kid, I was like, all right, what am I watching? <laughs> okay, there's a dragonfly or some insect thing. Oh, fish got it. Oh, alligator, crocodile got it. Law of the jungle. That's what they're saying, Hoover. You see, it's a storytelling device. It's framing it. That the, the place we are. Is. Oh yeah. So we're we're in a wild place. <laughs> I don't know his name, and I never want to know because <laughs> he is Sergeant Slaughter in my head. I know that kind of dehumanizes him, but these are I know he's, stun he's, he's vehicles. Some of the greatest vehicles ever made. Oh, I love them. And so this too, as a kid, I was like, oh man, they're starting with the Cobras. And then we get this nice piece of animation of like the fly around of the Terradrome. Mm -hmm. Terradrome is much larger in scale than the actual toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd kind of have to get micro machines to play with your Terradrome <laughs> at home. There's Jersey's beloved Motor Vipers. I have nine or ten of them because I love Motor Vipers. Yeah, and the Cobra Terradrome has expanded with some stuff on the outside. Here it comes, the greatest intro. <laughs> this does look good. 
what in the world is the purpose of this throne? <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's theatrics. These villains are all about the theatrics. But I remember noticing in this that like, oh, his snakes move now. Like they <laughs> they seem to be alive. Hogwash. Yeah. <laughs> Cobra Commander standing up to his quote unquote boss. Yeah. As a kid, I remember thinking like, this is what confidence must look like. Please note in this lineup that we see Major Blood and Storm Shadow. Mm-hmm. And after this scene, we, we do never not see them. see them at all. Oh, that's a drag. Yeah, they're, they're not there now, are they? Well, I mean, once this scene is done, like you can see. Them oh, there. OK. Yeah, there, there he is. Even Xandar is standing around. But you now this don't scene have is the courage to let them yeah. speak. Indeed, they shall. It's like Cover Commander does not know how to learn things because, like, <laughs> he asked Destro to stand up for him, and like he's surprised here. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're my friend. No, he's not. <laughs> he's betrayed you so many times. He's the one who helped Dr. Mindbender create Serpentor. <laughs> yeah, and then he asked Dr. Mindbender, hey, sp- speak up for me, will you? The guy who created Serpentor. Oh, I knew oh. I shouldn't have asked you. Poor Cobra Commander. Now, what's this I thing? I know. Yeah, so like this this whole bit, like I did not know what to think when I was a kid. I remember being really mystified. So I'm like, is this a G.I. Joe spy? But it doesn't look like a G.I. Joe. Why would somebody be attacking Cobra? They can't be introducing a third faction. They don't do that on these shows, do they, Hoover? <laughs> Only all the time. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I, I like I that just, it's not just like a crazy eel thing, but like four eels four. that are connected. <laughs> yeah. Like cat dog, but eel heads. Everybody dog on Cobra Commander. Yep. He logged into Twitter that morning. <laughs> Unsubstantiated <laughs> fantasy. That's a great line. <laughs> and that's also a failure of imagination that he thinks if he just says lies loud enough. So Pedro would be like, well, okay. Poor Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah, now this whole business here. Listen to this screen, guys. Yeah. What just happened? You're going to hear the scream again later in the movie. <laughs> yeah, actually you are. <laughs> but I love this. We never got to see this kind of thing of like the troops actually gearing up to do things. Mm-hmm. They were always just there. Of course, we've never and, got to see like, what if Cobra headquarters gets broken into? Right. This is all new. Which we get twice in this movie. But like this scene is like this total Rube Goldberg kind of business of like different hurdles and obstacles, like a video game she has to mm-hmm. encounter. Where this, yeah, this, this wouldn't make creature. a fun video game. <laughs> Press X to slide down the stairs. And we see technicians. Yep. We get to see what it's like to live in Cobra Town. And the fact they're covering their eyes also just like feels so much more PG-13.
Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I like so I like how he's figured this out now. Like, why did he say protect him? Or did he always know? Did he always was it always his plan of It's hard to say, but you'd think the other guys around him would catch on, like, yeah. wait a minute, you're not trying to save Serpentor. The Sunbow Credo villains are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> No, but Cobra Commander is also a very charming character. Otherwise, he wouldn't have this big organization. Look at all Here's these crazy, bizarre weapons. Yep. There's a scream <laughs> again. Now this looks great right here. That little zigzag back and forth. We're just not used to seeing this much movement in the show. Yeah. Now, note you see the reflection in his mask. So, Pythona's. Pythona went the opposite way that he's leading them. Don't be confused. <laughs> and also, we haven't learned her name yet. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But, yeah, I also just love seeing these scenes of, like, inside Cobra Headquarters where there's multiple different figures all interacting with one another. That's something we don't often get to see. Mm -hmm. But this is great. This is so oh, good. I love this. Just the idea that there'd be, like, 47 heavy steel doors on the way to the Cobra throne room. And yet, you're not done yet. Evil needles. And weird clamshell shield. The last line of defense, two Crimson Guards. <laughs> They're probably really good ones. Because, I mean, after all, we see that weapon used later on Sergeant Slaughter, and it works. So yep. they must be pretty awesome. And this is the first time we see this weird snake weapon. And another snake grows out of his back. So, like, now we're finding out that like, he's, like, a weird... He's not just a composite clone. There's something weirder about him. I think he's just got snakes hanging out on his back. <laughs> oh, what's this? And it, it, it looks okay, the snakes... But as a kid, I remember thinking this looked incredible. Like, they're always moving. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're used to, like, people's mouths moving, not their heads, right? Yeah. They were never going to do that for the regular series. I mean, the animation yeah. was great in the original series, but yeah, it's not this great. All right, there's our MacGuffin, the BET. <laughs> no, it's not the MacGuffin device. That's a regular episode. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting it mixed up. And so, like, we're what? How many minutes in? And we haven't seen, like, the Joes do it. We're 11 minutes in, 12 minutes in. And now we're finally seeing the Joes. Quick Kicks telling <laughs> a joke that's apparently one of the most <laughs> heinous, terrible jokes in the world, if you, if you believe Buzz sticks in. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I didn't know that. So the Joes in their fine winter coats. Ah. Uh. I, I love it when they actually give them appropriate clothing to the climate. Well, the great thing is they don't usually change their clothes. They just put a brown coat over it. <laughs> yeah. But still, it's like it's like it, it, they're not doing the Scooby-Doo thing where Fred and Daphne are always wearing the same clothes no matter what. Now, we're not going to ask where the BET gets its energy from. 
Oh, cross country just hanging out. <laughs> Nobody was talking to him. Nobody likes cross country. <laughs> yeah, like Duke's like laughing as he's like, oh, this this havoc run away. I love this. Kid, I, just the idea yeah. that he's chasing after his vehicle. Then we see him running back. And there's three stuns on his tail. Oh, sorry, 47 stuns on his tail. <laughs> <laughs> like this little bit where he covers his head. It's like just <laughs> ugh, little things. It doesn't take much. But it just shows that there's more going on here than what we're used to. And it's everybody. <laughs> and there's some interesting choices of what characters get focused on here. Because now we're going to go, okay, quick kick. He's like a couple seasons or a couple lines back. And he goes back to Snow Job from like 84. Mm -hmm. The great thing about this movie is they give like just about every Joe one line. Even, even the Cobras. I mean, Sandar mm -hmm. has that one famous line. They do a really good job of spreading around the characterization and the speech. Yeah, yeah, and like in, in a movie where it is really about like setting up a new line of characters, they still, unlike Transformers the movie, like if this was like Transformers the movie, we're just about to watch all of the Joes that we love get murdered, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but instead, it's like everybody gets to do something cool. Do as you're told, like an obedient lackey. <laughs> That's what I tell Jersey every week. <laughs> my reaction is not that way though I've, I I learn from my mistakes and I just go oh okay mind bender can't drive no how great is roadblock just standing on the top of a vehicle just unleashing it, a machine gun it's, it's pure 80s macho <laughs> now this scene coming up yeah like we're seeing bullet shells i remember noticing all of this as a kid and being like oh my gosh this is like growing up with me <laughs> because right here we see duke actually get hit pow right right there it's like oh my gosh there's consequences so <laughs> that felt like consequences to me when i was a kid <laughs> he ruined his jacket <laughs> And it stayed ripped. Yep. Well, there's continuity. continuity in the animation. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was Suprento trying to do there? Was he just trying to smush him? I don't know, but I think Duke intentionally grabbed on. Uh, He's just that brave, man. Yeah, he is. Look at that. He left a grenade in there. Suprento are face down in the snow. Yeah, here comes little a little pause. I love this little pause here. Is the mm -hmm. tides not are afraid about to take to time to show what's going on? Here comes. The Thanks pack for telling rats. us that. <laughs> little exposition to get us there. I love that when the vehicles like get hit they really get hit and they just get <laughs> ripped to shreds it duke's pretty happy uh -oh. oh now this is something we've never had in the series i don't think duke ever uh, squared off against serpentor mm -mm. and i mean this is following the motif of all of the first miniseries where 
Duke has to be taken out of the story. <laughs> He's got to be captured, or in this case, worse. Oh, no, that's not this scene. We're, I'm, talking about, I'm thinking about a later scene. But yeah, <laughs> we're setting up the revenge angle. Like that little bit where they show his hand all twisted up. Serpentor, extra crispy. <laughs> what coward called retreat? Look and at look at all the jackets. Fancy winter vest. Oh, did they ever make a figure of that? No. They need to. So Cobra Commander knows where they can find Sanctuary here. Yeah. I didn't pick up on the significance of that when I was a kid. I was just like, okay, they're just running away like they always do. But yeah, Duke took out the baddest Cobra of them all. <laughs> yeah, if, if I action figures... If I were in charge, I think I'd have Roadblock stomp on Serpentor a few more times, <laughs> just to be sure. See, but see, that's why you're a Cobra kid and not a Joe kid. Duke, <laughs> yeah. Duke knows when is when is enough. He's down. <laughs> Don't kick a man when he's down. Starscream kicks a man when he's down, not Duke. <laughs> I love just the idea that like some of the motor vipers have to walk because their stuff yeah. got blown up. And how could yeah. they possibly keep up? Yeah. Well, also, I like the idea, like, the, the, the stunts also have, like, the officers in them. So, like, mine better mm -hmm. came up and said, get out. <laughs> That's my car. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It sucks being in low on the on Didn't the they see the box art? You could just hang off all the vehicles, like 12 <laughs> people. Right. There's buzzers, like, one line. <laughs> well, he's about to say another. Yeah. Hey, governor. I'm not from America, so I say governor. <laughs> right. <sighs> and see, yeah, like you'd think that, okay, the fight's over, but then we get another round of like some cool yep. animation. And like this right here. Hey, we never <laughs> saw that happen before. It's just like in the commercial. How's he flying it? I don't care. It looks great. <laughs> well, look at all these poor motor vipers. <laughs> they don't have any weapons. Their weapons are on their cars. That's a great line. <laughs> but. Uh-oh. What's this? Oh, Peter Cullen was like, can I please be in these shows? <laughs> All right. Now comes the part where like half of the G.I. Joe fans just punch out. Oh, uh, I got chills. I know. I love this. What are these crazy things? And why are they singing? <laughs> Why they have bug faces and why are they singing? And they're just throwing quick kick. Yeah. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. The best of the guys. Watch. That for Boom. you. You're gone. Backhanded. And they're just coming from everywhere. Half these dozen graceful more. these graceful weird bug things with swords impossibly too big. Like this is like this is pre Final Fantasy for everybody. <laughs> And 
And I just, I, I love the conceit that you lay on your belly to drive this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and this whole scene looks fantastic. Uh -oh. Yeah, it pops out of the ground. All right, just, I'll run you over. No, you won't. Lifting the whole like, yeah, vehicle. Yeah, like, like you can feel the weight of it with the way the animation's done. And then what? Ah, you almost stabbed him in the belly. I honestly cannot remember if I understood what was happening here. <laughs> ah! Okay, so he knows these people. Drops a name. Yeah. We learned that that crazy woman was Pythona. Now, Cobra Commander's scared. Yeah, so he this did have, register. Yeah, he may have I done love the wrong this. thing. <laughs> I, I love wants the idea. to get out of here. Yeah, now if he wants out, then we know that okay, something really bad is about to happen. And with these megalomaniacal villains like Cobra Commander, what makes them turn against the villains is threaten what they love. And what does Cobra Commander love? The whole world. He wants it for himself. So we just had everything we need to know what these villains plan is. It's going to be to ruin everything. There's Ripper's one line. <laughs> Here comes. <laughs> Xandar's one line. Well, they had Peter call it in the studio. Oh, I just noticed they had Thrasher's mouth movement, but it was Buzzer's voice. I've never noticed I, that. I didn't either. Here comes one of Hoover's favorite lines. Yes. <laughs> so Zartan's loyalty is bought by a giant gem. <laughs> a giant ruby. What are you going to do with it? I don't know, but it's pretty. He's he's a fan of beauty. Joes are at a big disadvantage here. I need Flint I to tell him how to do things. <laughs> I always loved how tiny that gun is when he holds it. I was like, what if I what if I go after him? My tiny gun. <laughs> And there's Lifeline, who we haven't heard from yet. But okay, now we're entering a sequence that's really fun. Mm -hmm. This is such a fun way to introduce new characters. So here's Beachhead, who we know. Yes. But he's got five new trainees. Brand new characters for us. Thank you. <laughs> Don't you call me, sweetheart. Yeah, there's so many iconic lines in this whole bit. And hey. <laughs> right to the camera. 
Weird stuff. I, I do feel like that kind of breaks one of the rules for me for kids animation, though, is that they're talking about a character that we haven't seen yet. And so, like, I, that just flew right over my head when I was a kid. Hmm. It just sort of intrigues me. No. Oh. Like, they're talking about some other guy. I'm like, okay, what's that guy about? Yeah. Oh. See, I, I need to see him. Visual learner. <laughs> so we see these new Joes training Beachhead, putting them through their paces, <laughs> almost killing yeah. them. Now, how did you feel about this? Because, like, like 13-year-old Jersey was like, man, Beachhead's a jerk. He's trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> this is great because we rarely get to see, like, the Joes train for things. And yeah. when we do, it's, like, usually as a unit, it's not like anyone putting them through their paces. Yeah. It's like the X-Men danger room, right? Mm -hmm. Which Also, as a kid, I was like, how mean? <laughs> Go in this room, but I'll try to kill you. Don't die. <laughs> I I do love the conceit of Big Love being his own color commentator. <laughs> <laughs> it is super fun. The goal <laughs> is inside. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tonorat has crawled through the course. They punch this, the heavy bell. Yeah. And then, yes, yeah, so this little bit, like, where they're hugging each other. See, the fact that he gets mad, right? It's like, he mm. wanted to kill him. Like, that's, how, that's what I received as a child. <laughs> like, he's mad they lived. He should be proud of them. Another great thing I love about the rawhides is they're all different heights. Mm. I feel that's something that's a lot of times lost when you do like mm. animation or comics. You just sort of like instinctively make people the same height. Yeah. Yeah. Because the toys were. All right. So this is a thing for me is like any character in G.I. Joe who has an animal friend is like instantly cooler. And there's your dad joke. <laughs> but I, as a kid, I loved it. It's like, oh, he's really funny and witty, and he's best friends with the dog. <laughs> who looks really a lot manger than I remember. <laughs> but this whole scene is super cute. But he's bringing the bomb back. <laughs> Learn how to work with animals, Beachhead. <laughs> Being a jerk doesn't help you. Because the dog's like, oh, you're, you're having fun. <laughs> And I mean, this is like really instructive here. Let go, you stupid animal. Like, that's not how you talk to animals. This is how you talk to animals. Give it to me. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope you both get fleas. Oh, what a butthead. <laughs> that's why he's my favorite show. Besides Roger Slaughter. <laughs> and this is a very interesting route to go with chuckles chuckles yeah. never speaks yeah <laughs> i love this part here what are you doing 
It's like, can you turn Beachhead's anger up to like 15? I can hear Wally Burr say, give me another take, but he's angrier, angrier. Use the rocket launcher. Sure, I'm sorry I did it wrong. And it worked. It worked. Everybody's got to find their own path. This is what it's like being an American. Finding your way. <laughs> That's what Burger King said. Have it your way. What in blue blazes are you doing? I love what they're doing with their hair here. Mm-hmm. Call me Beachhead. Yeah, see, like, this whole scene, like, as a kid, I was like, this is just bullying. Because <laughs> not only does he beat her up, then he says this. You won't be staying long. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. He's trying to do, like, the tough th- tough love thing to get him to try hard and everything. But as a, as a little kid, I was like, this just looks like the kind of bullying I see in school. Well, and also, G.I. Joe is the greatest of the great, so he has to weed out the... The weaklings. You can't... Yep. There's no room for niceness in G.I. Joe. Unless you're Lifeline. Payback. Yeah. No hard feelings. See, she doesn't humiliate him afterwards. She's like, I just taught you. You learned something. Now, as a kid, I had no idea who Don Johnson was. I didn't watch <laughs> Miami Vice. So, did you know who this guy was? Oh, yeah. Uh. I just remember That's... thinking, like, his voice is awfully high. He doesn't sound like Flint. <laughs> so, it's the oft-mentioned Lieutenant Falcon. Mm-hmm. He's brought a date to headquarters. What? But yeah, this is the kind of character like like a, uh, a you know Maverick from Top Gun. I could never really get super excited about these kinds of guys, <laughs> and especially because like they're setting me up like I already love Duke, and they're showing me like Duke doesn't <laughs> like this guy. I don't like this guy now. <laughs> Look at this wrist. <laughs> That's a wrist. And is that the, 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 the Kodak? What was that called? The disc camera? <laughs> I don't know. I'll show you boring, mister. <laughs> oh. Her license plate says Heather with with without the second E. Oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so now I knew nothing about military rankings as a child either. So like this whole business... So yeah, he's he's higher rank than Duke, right? He's lieutenant, and Duke's a sergeant. Yeah, ranks in GI Joe are very odd. <laughs> <laughs> they don't it's often like, make it, sense. 
It's really based on the popularity of the figures. <laughs> so what's this girl? Oh, there it says Heather with the second E. Yeah, and I was a kid. I'm going like, what? Is it going to get a hubba hubba all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, it's Zerana. That face. <laughs> Neatly done, sister. Dick, dick, the film in my camera. <laughs> I don't know what these accents are, but they're just, they're different from us. <laughs> I like that little scream. I, as much as I love this movie, I feel like it could have used more Dreadnought's commentary. Like, I feel like they mm. could have been the Greek chorus throughout the entire thing for me. Yeah. By the way, in mm. case you haven't noticed yet, all those grunts coming out of Nemesis and Forrester, the winged dude, that's Peter mm. Cullen, a.k.a. Optimus Prime. Yeah. Here's a few minutes for Gung Ho. Alpine. They really make G.I. Joe seem like a huge team. Yeah. Would have been an easy trap to go, well, let's just focus on like seven or eight Joes. Right, yeah. But we get like, you know, like a sort of, for the last G.I. Joe story, we get like a victory lap around all the characters. Yep. It's really nice. Like that. Sexual harassment. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like this too. Like as a boy, I I mean, I know I wasn't like your average red-blooded American boy, but I was like he's not respecting her. <laughs> he's he's like floozing it up with all sorts of people, and then when she gets hurt by it, he's like, "Oh, it's no big deal." This is also a great scene. He's explaining yeah. everything that would stop any potential breakers in. Yeah. And yeah. then it's actually happening. Yeah. I don't know if Alpine and Bazooka qualify as some of our best guys. Well, I don't know. They did cause an avalanche. <laughs> it's pretty powerful. I don't know. Who would you put, Guardi Serpentor? Roadblock. <laughs> snake um, eyes. Yeah, snake eyes. Uh... <laughs> Although snake eyes was with Roadblock's unit, see? Mm, that's true. See? Now, this yeah. is wild. It's like, oh, man, his wings can block lasers. So as a yeah. kid, I'm like, this guy's like not like a cobra. He's like a supervillain. Right here. Poof. Yeah, this whole scene feels like it has stakes. I mean, it's not graphic, but you like actually see the consequences of violence for in a way that you don't usually in a GI Joe cartoon. Mm -hmm. This is so cool. Yeah, his wings just repel any lasery thing. And here's a bunch of cameos of Joes that we hadn't really yeah. seen yet. There and there's our stalker. first product placement. <laughs> 
airtight. Oh, leatherneck. Leatherneck. Oh man. Slipstream. Lift ticket. Yeah, lift ticket. I mean. There's Doc. And I, I feel everything he feels right now. <laughs> and uh, by name Bazooka. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 like, why does she feel bad? It was super Falcon's fault. Like, this is like such an 80s thing. It's like, oh, I'm somehow complicit because he was harassing me in the garage while I was trying to do my job. Well, I right, think this, she's just kind of shocked at like all the goings on, like everything that uh, just happened. I mean, and even like Joes are going against other Joes. This is amazing. Like they've yeah, look at the these crazy guys. Way. Such amazingly creative ideas for Cobra Law. Yeah, it's super weird and imaginative, and I love it. It absolutely looks like like dreamlike, and mm-hmm. yeah, super alien. Like this reaction. <laughs> because if something's ugly, it's evil. <laughs> but that is a storytelling trope. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So now here I'm like, what was that? What was that guy with a giant ball <laughs> bottom? Look, there's hundreds of them. And what are these things? Yeah. Little crabs that are crawling out on the ground. How do we show esteem while well, we give you a bunch of crustaceans to murder with your feet? Yeah, they roll up the red carpet, and the red carpet is alive. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> it's just, it's so ham handed and I love it. This is the kind of acting you need in these kind of cartoons. Silence, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, this Beautiful is totally little like retcon. <laughs> yep. Right here. I can't imagine the role of Galibulus without Burgess Meredith. No. Such a good job. Look at those Cobra Lie guys behind him. Yeah. <laughs> hundreds of them. I remember as a kid feeling like Serpentor falls into line pretty darn quick. Mm-hmm. And now we get to the part where 13-year-old Jersey was like, uh-uh, no, no, I just went through this with Transformers the movie. Don't do this. Don't. <laughs> and he's been inside that thing for a long time. That sucks. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He made it all the way to G.I. Joe without understanding how a court-martial proceeding goes. Not only that, but he wants to know if they're going to shoot Falcon. <laughs> and the re- the retort is not, of course not. not. 
It's just not, not now. There's right, tripwire right. and rock and roll. Nice little cameos. Yeah. Now, we love this movie, but this scene doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Makes sense to me. Nepotism at its finest. <laughs> Whoa, then it's okay that he's a screw-up. There's Wild Bill outside of I the know. Dragonfly. I love it. Oh, I think about him saying that about me, and it just makes me feel so small. So low light's one line? <laughs> it's a good line for low light. I love the dramatic lighting. Yeah, yeah. They don't do this often. They did this in the early seasons, but the early miniseries, but it was gone for a long time. Sending him to the slaughterhouse, they're going to make beef brisket out of Falcon? <laughs> that, that would have been a good line for Tuttle Rat. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. <laughs> oh, it looks so good. Core, core commander. <laughs> Here's the Greek chorus. Yeah. Australian chorus. <laughs> Whoa, he's got good hearing. It's like sky bite. <laughs> like, if you listen to this performance and imagine him doing it in person, it would be absurd. It would look so foolish, but it feels absolutely at home in this kind of context. Mm -hmm. I get the origin of Cobra Law. Ah. Look at all that. Look at all that detail. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> Still works. Now, this is a good example of setting up a villain who has a pretty strong case, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like... Like, they were here first. Yeah. And they're more in harmony with their environment. <laughs> Who's this guy? Whoa, look how... Look at a chiseled face. And brace yourself, everybody. This is the only time you're ever going to see him. Now, the only thing that doesn't retcon is how come he had people eyes in when he wore the hood, but... Well, he could use makeup and stuff. <laughs> I guess. Miserably. 
Now, see, this is this is why they're villains. This is the you know public school system. <laughs> you failed. Get an F. No good. You have to do it over, right? <laughs> the, their their case is strong up until you see how their their ethics work. Now, do you remember watching this scene for the first time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I want to I hear how you feel about what's going to happen next. So this part, when I was a kid, I didn't understand that we're looking into the future here. I thought this was happening now. Mm. But like later on, we get clarification on when this actually takes place. And now it turns into an Apple presentation. <laughs> I'm going to hand things over to my head of marketing to describe what happens next. So they just want to take back the world because they yep. had it first. Yep. Ah, so he needs our travesty technology <laughs> to make his good technology work. Cobra Commander's standing up for himself somehow. Yep. Failure! <laughs> I mean, that's what it felt like to be a kid in elementary school. Not like this, but I mean, like, it felt like failure was like, it was a big deal. Every Cobra Law weapon is just so imaginative. Yeah. All right. Now, what's Kid Hoover going through right here? It's almost crying. Yeah. Cobra Commander and Chris Lotta just. I can't imagine like him being in the studio making these screams and everything. <laughs> and more than one voice actor has said jokes about him coughing up pieces of lung. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like this this image of like Serpentor and Pythona becoming like the emo couple. <laughs> Like Zuko and what's her name from Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate stuff. Yeah, I hate stuff too. And this also made me feel bad. Like the Joe's being mean to another Joe, but I understand <laughs> why. Like this right here. This is like very un-Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does. He he's he's a big screw up. People got hurt because of him, but it's just like, oh, do Joes do that? I think the odds of him landing anywhere near his duffel bag are pretty <laughs> slim. But but it's a cartoon. 
And so now we have to have our hero go to a mysterious, weird, unfamiliar place. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that most Sunbow shows take place in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> and now so there's it doesn't more feel people that here to beat him up. I see it's a Cobra logo on his chest. These are new Any characters other? that we don't know. <laughs> He's got an American flag. Who are these guys? He looks like he weighs more than 170. Dolph Lundgren? That does remove it, yes. <laughs> All right, which of the renegades who we're looking at now was your favorite as a kid? Mm, probably Mercer. Of course. You know which one mine was. <laughs> Sarge! <laughs> he just growls at him. <laughs> it took me years to understand that line. <laughs> When I found out that's what they were actually called, I was so happy. <laughs> I went camping for the first time. I'm like, oh, it's like, it's really called that? <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter's not a liar? <laughs> Look how mean he is. <laughs> He said that in front of him. <laughs> yeah, this is a great bit here. There's plenty of room for 12 Joes to hang off of that thing. <laughs> That's right. I've got the box. It shows it. <laughs> And it starts to rain. That's good. <laughs> That's good storytelling. It's going to be a long night, Falcon. Your penance will be intense. Listen to these screams. Yeah. Look at that. That's so cool. <laughs> How do you lock the door? We use a giant beetle. Where do you keep the beetle? In my belt. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Again, consequences. Now, why are they suddenly so good at fighting the Cobra Law guys? I guess because they got the drop on them. Eh, it's also a numbers thing. There weren't too many of them. Yeah. My impetuous friend. <laughs> you imagine talking like that? 
Imagine I do it every day. <laughs> That's why I don't have any friends. <laughs> oh, and now begins one of the greatest partnerships in '80s cartoons. <laughs> it's not trapped in a cave. It's trapped in a nice dome. Yeah. See, even Snake Eyes can't handle these things. It is interesting that Snake Eyes has so little to do in this one. I mean, the comics at this point were like Snake Eyes and G.I. Joe. <laughs> My buddies. He turns out like. by the throat. Yeah. I'll turn your eyeballs inside out. It's a good threat. And do you like the name Nemesis Enforcer? <laughs> it's kind of like calling him bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that if you think about it too much, it, yeah. It starts to bother you, but if you don't think about it, it just is what it is. This scene is so, so pretty. Back of the neck. That's the most damage anyone has done to Nemesis Enforcer as of yet. Mm -hmm. And Snowjob had a havoc. That's right. That's right. You actually made him mad. So, listen, yeah. Listen to that Peter Cullen growl. So now Roadblock is blind. He needs Corporal Commander to tell him which way to go. And it's not working out so well. And they're like trapped in the Himalayas or the Arctic someplace. Nemesis Enforcer just assumes they're done yeah. with, drowned. And now, now the things are actually firing. Okay, so that just makes these guys even bigger creeps than we ever thought because they're, like, okay with being the last humans on Earth. Yep. They turn their back on all of us. Even babies. Even babies, <laughs> Destro. Even babies. Ah, <laughs> uh, here's the oh, yeah. commander. Yeah, this scene. I was, I was emotional watching this as a kid. Right here. Look at oh, that. What? It's falling off. What? Oh, he's turning into a snake. Oh, my God. Now, isn't that I love this twist? Destro and all the humans are like, "Hey, let's just sell out humanity to Globulus." But Cobra Commander, mm -hmm. who is one of those people, is like, "No, let's tell the humans to stop Globulus." Mm -hmm. Now, granted, he did get mutated into a snake, right? so there's, there's like a little bit of you know he's got other motivations. But yeah, he I wants love to save his he, own butt. But it but, just happens. Yeah. Again, you threaten what he loves, which is a crazy place. <laughs> 
Like they've eaten like three buffalo in the time it's taken Falcon to get there. <laughs> Look at all those plates. <laughs> oh, it's just so manly. Or maybe How manly. they only do dishes like every month and they just <laughs> store the plates on the table. I won't let you die. That's pretty good. Mm, big screen. Hmm, so Sarge thinks he's got potential. Yeah. Look at the craziness of the slaughterhouse. It's like <laughs> pieces of planes and Yeah. You get the impression that Sarge just put it together himself, like with his fists <laughs> hammering in nails and stuff. He punched a plane in half and then put one half of it over here, put another half over there. I mean it does look like like a bunch of toddlers built it, which is kinda like what this is like. These like a bunch of like Little boys with too much energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's such a great laugh. But I love that she waited like to take her helmet off. She didn't wait till she was gone, right? Nope. Like she's still there. <laughs> but she had to show us that that she was a spy. Devilfish. Devilfish. Is this the first time we see the devilfish? Mm, probably like not. It. No. I don't know. So a second Cobra base invasion. <laughs> I love it. Like there's Cobra language on this. <laughs> Now this is like another one where like look at the put the, the mesh on the shadows on the figures. Get the 3D turnaround going on behind them. Yeah. And look at the Stratovibers in this shot. Hey, you can tell do I see like gender body equality? Types, yeah. I like that the renegades don't even really trust themselves. Yeah. Yeah, me and my three friends are going to blow up this entire base because that's what Sergeant Slaughter does. (laughs) Look at this. (laughs) It was like reading a magazine. His friend was watching him read a magazine. (laughs) It's a good good article. Yeah. Uh, That's great. That's great choreography. Yeah. 15 minutes to get out of this building. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's always cracked me up that they grab like 60 guns each. Viper's just playing poker. That's what bad guys do when they have downtime. 
<laughs> said Alge. <laughs> Falcon, you said no sweat. Here we go. <laughs> now, you can't tell me this is an army cartoon when you have a guy do that, right? <laughs> this is pure science fiction superhero nonsense, and it's wonderful. Little cameo by the snake robot thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is totally like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, this is so great. One shot. Yep. One shot. One shot. Ooh. One shot. Sarge arguing takes one <laughs> shot to take out a trouble bubble. Oh, I love now this, this too. I've heard you quote this so many times. <laughs> Whoa, is that Blood Hoover? More minutes. This was just a warm-up. <laughs> He's pretty big. Oh, I forgot about this scene. It's so good. <laughs> oh, He's just so impossibly macho. And now we hear Sergeant Slaughter actually in peril. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. I love this. I love this. <laughs> ah! Oh no! <laughs> he was so in command and everything. He's like, never see some force. Uh, get them. And then some lasers come his way. He's like, ah! Ah! <laughs> yeah, he like turned into the boss's son overnight, right? <laughs> I think he, I love Taurus because he sounds like, like my older relatives. <laughs> Like, that's how my grandparents talked. Must hurry. Now, how many people died just now? <laughs> <laughs> and it's really all because of, like, five Joes? Well, four Joes and Sarge of Slaughter, which is like 60 Joes. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> oh, I, like but this... then we learn... Yeah. So like See the fire nine officers reflected in his eyes. Beautiful. Yeah. I love the fact that, I mean, this happened before the movie, but when they introduce Hawk, it, it's not time for Duke to go away. They're both yeah. still present. It's not like in Transformers when it's like, well, here's Rodimus Prime because Optimus is gone. Right, right. 
Although we're about to get into a little bit of that territory, but you're right. I love that. Like Flint didn't make Duke go away. Mm -hmm. You know, Hawk doesn't make Flint go away. It's like, Oh, well you can have lots of leaders. Yeah. You can have more than one leader. How about that? <laughs> yeah, see, the Renegades would have taken all those guys out with like two pistols. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to be flying around in a trouble bubble if <laughs> if Conquest X thirties show up. Yeah, and Maulers. That's a great, great moment. Hey, sci-fi. But yeah, the Corporal Law guys just keep getting weirder and weirder. So now mm -hmm. it's like, is that a plane? Is that a moth? What is it? Is there a <laughs> dude in there? Here's Chuckles starting the hel helicopter all by himself. So in my fanfic, Chuckles is actually Sergeant Slaughter's son. <laughs> And his name is Josephine. Josephine <laughs> Joe. <laughs> That's why he's so strong. And I love that the, the Cobra Lab plates make like these cartoon yeah. noises. It's yeah, so they weird. They don't even sound like the regular human technology. Like this. Listen right here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> It just it just makes them so much eerier and stranger. Yeah. They're like yeah. 1950s monsters. It would have been easy to just, you know, give them regular sound effects, but mm -hmm. they took that extra step and go, no, these have to be different. Here's another great line. <laughs> hey, look, they took your advice, Hoover. All the dreadlocks were hanging on the thunder machine. <laughs> <laughs> you can even see the foot pegs. <laughs> they can. That's so good. And here we go. Night Ravens. <laughs> that. <laughs> A lot of people make fun of that, but I think it's pretty cool. He's fully silent. Now these things. Yeah. How did they bring them like from Antarctica or wherever Cobra Law is? Serpentor called Optimus Prime on the phone. <laughs> said, <laughs> so how do you traverse Maybe they, entire like, burrowed continent? under the earth? <laughs> they had to, right? But yeah, these things are really cool. It's a pretty simple design, but they're just like so scary. And so like right here, this, yeah, oh my God. Crashing through walls, running over vehicles, squishing them. And this is one of those moments where it's like, remember mm. to buy the new toys, kids. Yep. They can't get through and they've got amazing weapons. One side, new action figure coming through everybody. And it's too bad that the Nemesis Enforcer action figure did not look nearly this cool. No, no. the 25th anniversary one did. Yeah. That looks so cool. Wow, he's so much better than we are. But he should have been like a five-inch scale figure. Yeah, he should have.
Ah, Destro's driving the BET. And this is great here. Uh -oh, right? Here just... comes Sarge. <laughs> That's a great shot. Yeah. Now you think it's going to be a Sergeant Slaughter versus Serpentor fight. But nope. Buzz Dixon begged them to let him come up with a new chant like to replace that cobra la 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 yeah but, but they were like no let's just keep it keep it he he <laughs> considered it a placeholder uh but i think it works honestly yeah it doesn't bug me again everything about cobra lies is, is feels very eerie and mm -hmm. awkward and strange yeah. it's yeah yeah arrogant earth scum where are you from serpentor i think you're from earth <laughs> Uh oh. Yeah. Ah, Falcon. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if it gets stabbed with a knife, you're not supposed to remove it. But maybe if the thing is like a living snake, then yeah, maybe. you probably should. I don't know. And look yeah, at this weird doctor. thing. It I just know. shows up to carry away the BET. <laughs> Cobra Law is so imaginative. I've always said that this movie is like a extremely wonderful execution of a terrible idea. <laughs> if you look at it on paper, it's like, oh, we're going to bring this new force in to battle the yeah. Joes and they're going to be like anti-technology and weird, crazy monster people. Yeah. It sounds like a horrible idea. But you watch this and you're like, oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. Now, Too we all slow. know by now that this is what's really happening here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to accept it for that. was for Duke to die. And I love what his last line is as a result of that. Yo, Joe. Oh! <laughs> Sounds like Cobra stuff to me. No, Duke. Colt Slither's a rock band. Oh, all I think about is being a G.I. Joe. Oh, man. So Duke was going to die, but... 100,000 kids lost their crap when Optimus Prime died. Yeah. So Hasbro was like, uh, let's not do that again. Hmm. Even Hawk's crying. I know. And the bad guys have got the BET. Things are looking pretty bleak. Yep, we're entering Act 3 now, where the villains finally get to do their really bad thing. pretty cool little throne hallway place and it goes without saying but all the music is fantastic yeah a lot of this music ended up being used in season three of transformers as well right it's vaguely reminiscent of the transformers the movie soundtrack the the um synth music mm -hmm. but yeah the time worm right <laughs> oh my gosh Mm-hmm. 
I love how like cocking your gun is always a sign of like I'm about to do something manly. What you have is an order, G.I. Joe. Oh, you're telling the younger kids that gotta, you know, sit at the kids' table. I mean, this feels relatable to children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, at this point, thirteen-year-old Jersey's like, "Oh, he's not coming back." Yeah. They're not. Gonna, they're not gonna turn him back, are they? Oh no. And I'm looking around at my siblings. So he's not gonna come back. And they're like, "Stop talking." <laughs> <laughs> You're going snake house, man. <laughs> oh, here comes my very favorite moment of the movie. Well, second after Sergeant Slaughter beating up Nemesis Forcer. But this. Roadblock found us. <laughs> That's how everybody feels about Lifeline. <laughs> we haven't talked to people about Lifeline before, but he's my favorite Joe. And by the way, Falcon, your beret's not as cool as mine. <laughs> that's that's going back to our history and talking about Flint. <laughs> our our characterization of him is hey. I like how he's just been sitting there watching the worm go up the thing. Yeah. Sarge leading the assault. Yeah. Oh, see, they had go fever. And I just love how wooden and square Hawk's performance is <laughs> as a character. I just adore how square he is. <laughs> He's not nearly as handsome as me, is he? <laughs> so now it's up to these these New kids. recruits to save the team. Yeah. Irreversible. At least oh. until Deke gets a hold of things. <laughs> right. <laughs> Deke's like, hold my beer. But yeah, as a kid, I was just like, oh man, is that really the last time I'm going to see him? You and your dumb beret. <laughs> that was a backhanded compliment. You're a very unlikable person, Falcon. <laughs> mm. <laughs> now remember, Tunnel Rat finds alternate routes. <laughs> we saw it in the training sequence. 
<laughs> this is great. <laughs> Whoa, that was a punch. Well, that was Chuckles, wasn't it? Yep. See, Sergeant Slaughter's unknown son <laughs> could punch a guy across three vehicles. Now, I forget what this vehicle is called. Swampfire. Swampfire, Swamp yeah. Because that also changed color in sunlight. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he jumped to a helicopter. <laughs> That's great. I Yeah, Big Lobs, yes. I need to make that into like an alert noise. Like when I feel good <laughs> about something, I need that yes. This movie is really great for sending the message home that, hey, kids, you need about six or seven of every vehicle we make. <laughs> or it worked for me. 412 if you're talking the trouble bubbles. Yeah. I mean, it made me like feel it necessary to have multiple motor vipers. <laughs> oh, I love that. Like, yes, the, mm -hmm. the, the lovers punching two cobras. Even and freedom getting in on it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if I had a complaint, it'd be there wasn't enough animals doing stuff in this. <laughs> yeah, I guess Timber doesn't show up unless he's like in one of these running scenes or something. Yeah. Ah, uh, Cobra Commander's with him. Yeah. All right, now the final showdown, and everybody's going to get a partner. <laughs> Detach. And defend to the death. I defy anybody to say that line and give it as much presence as Purchase <laughs> Meredith just did. Look at these things. <laughs> yeah, like everything is potentially an adversary in this world. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels very dreamlike. But then... <laughs> and then right here. It starts <laughs> to end the dream. <laughs> Yeah, like There's the an ordinary yeah. bridge. Oh wait, it's not an ordinary bridge. Everything is just sleeping until Globulus needs it to do something. Yep. What a great shot that is. And what were all those bugs doing there? Who cares? It just looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought, when I was a kid, I thought that meant he was going insane because he got eaten by a monster. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. I think he's that kind of guy. Chuckles with a bazooka. <laughs> and oh, I didn't notice before that Cobra Commander's climbing that tree with him. And now we get like, yeah, two more big spiders. Man. <laughs> and I love like, if everybody think about, you know, Shelob from Lord of the Rings and that's how Sergeant Slaughter would deal with it. <laughs> Good old Hawk is brave. 
Three villains, three heroes. <laughs> oh, good thing their genders all match up. But that's what it was like in the 80s, right? Like You can't have a female versus male. Oh, Sarge was ready for it this time. Yeah. Fool me twice. Shame on me. <laughs> so Serpentor even knows that they're related. Yeah, I don't know how he found that out, but it doesn't matter because he reads dossiers on his days off. <laughs> but it's like you gotta you gotta bring in the thematic thing. Like, okay, well, he's avenging his brother. Sergeant Slaughter's avenging himself and the U.S. of A. <laughs> okay, now everybody remember his wings could deflect lasers. That's how strong Sarge is. He hurt Nemesis Enforcer's wing. <laughs> Now, I, I love this coming up too. As a kid, I thought like, "Oh, this is, this is for you, clam jail that held Cobra Commander." <laughs> oh, I love the focus. Yeah. Focus switch. Again, it's something they did in old Sunbow shows, but they don't didn't do as much up until this point. <laughs> hit the brakes the air brakes so yeah I, as a kid I was like yeah at least somebody paid for Core Commander's <laughs> apparent death okay now it's got to turn around for our heroes one at a time so we can follow the action I mean and I don't <laughs> say that in a disparaging way I mean this, this is a way to keep the story clear Pay attention, guys. <gasps> He's back. Now, did he do this on purpose or is he just crazy? I say he did it on purpose. Yeah, I think his hatred for Serpentor is so intense, he would never lose it. Yep, even if his brain was more animal-like. Yep. That's archetypal villainy. I love the callbacks. Like, Jinx has to... Mm -hmm. put on the blindfold in order to really whoop some butt. And now we get that Superman 2 ending for the villains. Whoops. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god that was so cheesy but it was so good <laughs> yeah wearing a big cape with a thing yep. that has an air intake, probably yeah. not a good idea. Well, they talked about that in The Incredibles. G.I. Joe did it first. There he goes. Okay, so all the three villains are off the table, but Galobulus is still here. And this is totally like final boss kind of yep. storytelling. And just me you think, oh... 
And so now we know why it's called Cobra La. Because he is a snake. Snake man centaur thing. (laughs) (laughs) And here's Chekhov's time worm. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't even have like, to show it. You just know it hurt. Yeah, we're like, did they just do that? Did he just do that? <laughs> no. You see the results of it. <laughs> and utterly futile. <laughs> Can you do that with your voice? <laughs> that, that warble? <laughs> if I can launch Sarge into space, he can punch <laughs> all the spores. <laughs> yeah, not even reading my diary. But that, that, mu- that was probably the rough draft. <laughs> No, I do like that it's like pour gas on it, and then that's going to make it. And eh, it's not a bad plan. Uh oh. But yes, this always has to happen. So, they, I mean, this is like playing Metroid, man. It's like all of a sudden you got the timer set, you have to escape before <laughs> Zebez explodes. Another great callback. Yeah. Now, this is pretty creative. It's silly, but it's so creative. I mean, can you imagine doing that? I can't. (laughs) No. Now, I'm trying to figure out if they do a thing here where it's like once you destroy the the big boss or the headquarters, like all the bad guys just like fall down. But it doesn't look like that's what's happening here. It looks just like the place is just getting blown up. Yeah. And they're just like the Cobra Law troops are like getting crushed under debris and stuff. Yeah. And the Joes ran away in time. Yeah, yeah. they're outside. Okay. Okay. So yeah, they just they just murdered everybody. That's okay. <laughs> And they they ran really fast. Heroic music. Convenient voiceover. (laughs) Did you hear that order? Order heard it too. Ah, this is catharsis. I like it. Like, yep, let's let's revisit. I like how they're setting up uh, Big Lob and Tunnel Rat to be like the new Alpine and Bazooka. Yeah. Like the new funny duo. And then it just never goes anywhere because G.I. Joe disappears for a couple years. Yeah. But, I mean, as a final story, it's not bad to end here, Mm -hmm. right? I agree. Cobra's gone. You know, all that's left of Cobra Law is Globulus. Yeah, yeah we don't probably. know. I mean, we basically saw Serpentor, Nemesis Enforcer, and Pythona fall in a hole. So mm-hmm. they're not necessarily dead. Globulus flew away. And they didn't do the thing with Destro going like, I shall be back at the end mm-hmm. or anything. 
And that's it. And that's the end of the movie. And we get the reprise of the opening Cobra song without lyrics, which I was very appreciative as a little boy. Mm -hmm. Motor Viper, Greg Berger. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. And this was something as kids, we would pause this because we were like, Mm -hmm. oh, man, we finally find out who plays these people. Oh, so that's who Scientist is. Chris Lotta plays Cobra Commander and Gung Ho? How? Mm. <laughs> he must be some kind of genius. <laughs> Look at Neil Ross, Buzzer, Shipwreck, Hector Ramirez, Monkey Wrench. Hector Ramirez? Was he in yeah, the early draft of the film? There. They must have just like took a regular cast list. and. <laughs> I see. And Lifeline as the Beaver. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I love this more than G.I. Joe the movie. I mean, more than Transformers the movie. Yeah. Because to me, Transformers the movie is so uneven. Mm. Like the first 30 minutes, I'd say I probably like more than G.I. Joe the movie, but the last hour or whatever, I do not. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this is my favorite of the two. This one, if this followed the, the structure of Transformers the movie, we would have been following Falcon and Jinx yeah. and Big Lob and those guys like in the first 17, 18 minutes of the film, and it would have mm-hmm. been their story primarily. Yeah, and and I think the trade off is is that like Jinx's arc about like oh I always knew I wasn't unlucky. It feels kind of weak. It doesn't feel like it's like a strong thing where you really empathize with her on that. It's like yeah, Beachhead said you're unlucky, you know. <laughs> then she's like <laughs> I knew I wasn't. You know, it doesn't feel like a journey. But that the trade off is is that we got to spend time with a, a lot more characters, mm-hmm. right? So I would say G.I. Joe feels more, G.I. Joe the movie feels more like living in the world as the stakes get raised, whereas Transformers the movie is like following a group of young characters as they build alliances to some kind of ultimate what's it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel, because so much of Transformers the movie is about experiencing new worlds. We go to the planet of junk, we go to Quintessa, you know. This yeah. is like, where are you really going to go? Well, we go to Cobra La, but it's not like we're sending off little teams to different you know, unique, remote and dangerous locations like they did in the miniseries. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I feel G.I. Joe did new characters a little better than Transformers because Transformers is just like, well, <laughs> we need to kill all the old people. Yeah. And G.I. Joe was just like, well, let's have the old people still be around and we'll see them. Yeah. And especially like the leaders will still be around. Hawk and Duke never go anywhere. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I, I like both, but I do see the value in both. Because I, like, I, I think we talked about in our coverage of Transformers movies, like the, it felt more like the traditional mythical hero's journey kind of structure applied onto Transformers as a series. Mm-hmm. This didn't feel like that as much. It had elements of that because like, we're supposed to care about Falcon, which you know, I, I don't really care for Falcon at all. I don't, I, he's fine, he's, but, but he's no you know, big lob. Uh, and I, and I, and I was always a Cobra kid anyway. So like, I was much more interested in that whole aspect of the story, but, uh, yeah, it was nice to see an, a quote unquote epic story where you, like you said, we get, everybody gets a little piece. Everybody gets a little line here and there. So, yeah. Oh man. Hoover. Thank you for (laughs) sitting down and watching this. I don't know if you've ever watched this together to tell you the truth. I think we did once. Ah, once okay. at your place like 20 years ago. Oh, man. 
well, it was fun to do it again and to actually like, capture that experience. So is there like housekeeping I should do at the end? Mm, I think that's really enough. We'll be back when we're back. So just keep an eye on that uh, podcast feed. Mm-hmm. And I think next time we'll do something Transformers related. So Ooh. hang in there, Transformers fans. <laughs> All right. Until next time, everybody, I have been Jersey Droz to 4 million years later.com and rss.jdroz.com for everything I make. I have been Hoover. <laughs> okay, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>